The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a landover, land, like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about one o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of, to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to those to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the one who is grace incarnate. Amen. There is a chalkboard on the outside of my kids' school. It is there to announce upcoming events to the school community. One of the parents, an artist, started volunteering to maintain the chalkboard about a year ago, and I always enjoy seeing what she has done from one week to the next. Last week, the drawing on the chalkboard stopped me in my tracks. Using mostly yellow chalk, the artist had created a bright light, and two figures were walking towards the light, a parent figure and a smaller child figure, holding hands. The figures were illuminated. The announcement was for a parenting workshop, which apparently will help us to feel as though we are walking hand in hand with our children into the kingdom of divine life in the great hereafter. I couldn't stop looking at this drawing this week, wondering how such otherworldly light could be depicted using only chalk. And then I realized that part of the illusion was in the use of not just yellow chalk, but also black chalk. The long, dark shadows behind each figure made the light come alive. 
And that is how I feel about today's scripture. Except that instead of noticing the light first, I notice the shadow, the darkness, the things that I am not so interested in talking about or thinking about in terms of who we are as imperfect and sometimes petty, jealous, even prideful human beings. In his book, The Parables of the Kingdom, Robert Capon writes, With Jesus, the device of parabolic utterance, parable, is used not to explain things to people's satisfaction, but to call attention to the unsatisfactoriness of all their previous explanations and understandings. This parable of the landowner and the day laborers does that for me calls attention to the unsatisfactory understandings that I have toward my fellow human beings in any given moment. Sometimes I feel as though I am a 12-hour laborer, or at least a 9-hour laborer. I feel pretty good about myself and the work I have done. I bet the disciples felt like 12-hour laborers, too, I imagine that Jesus told them this parable because he walked in on them one day, just after they had received a package in the mail from JerusalemT-shirtCompany.com. They each had on a new t-shirt. So when Jesus entered the room, this is what he saw. Peter's t-shirt said, The Rock, across the front. James had on a shirt that said, Brother from the same mother with J.C. <laughs> Thomas, Andrew, and Matthew's shirts were all the same. I'm a future martyr. What's your superpower? John's shirt said, Jesus loves you, but I'm his favorite. <laughs> Mary Magdalene stood to John's left, and her shirt said, That's what he thinks. In my prideful moments, there I am in the midst of them. My shirt proudly says, Episcopalian. (laughs) And we sit there in our t-shirts at Jesus' feet, waiting for a story that will assure us of the kingdom of God that we feel we have earned. And Jesus tells us this story. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. He then went out at nine o'clock, hired more laborers, and agreed to pay them whatever was right. He did the same at noon and at 3 p.m., And at 5 p.m. he went out and found others still standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. And he said to them, you also go to the vineyard. When evening came, they were all paid the same usual daily wage. And when the laborers who had been there all day became angry, the landowner asked them if they were jealous 
because he was generous. And we all sit there in our prideful t-shirts, the disciples and I, and I don't know, maybe someone else in this room is there, and, and we look at our toes, knowing that we too have a hard time getting our heads around the equal worthiness of each member of creation. And we all, I think, I think as we're sitting there, as we all are there, maybe we all have moments that we felt that we deserve more than another. Because we have worked hard. We have earned what we have. Maybe we feel we've earned more than others have earned. More compensation for our labors. More respect. More comfort. Just more. And it's easy for me to see that we have a primal instinct to separate ourselves and our people from other humans who are different from us or who live far from us geographically or economically or ideologically. Maybe this is what they call tribalism. Maybe it's necessary because if we loved everyone the way we love our people, we would explode. But along with this comes the unspoken myth that people in other groups are less significant in some way. It is less significant to our daily life, less shocking that they don't earn a living wage or they have no home or no food or no voice or no place to go as they find themselves dying of Ebola. Part of the difficulty of this parable for me is that in some cases, I know that I am the laborer who only worked for one hour and still got a full day's pay. I fall short, whether it is in the way that I perceive my fellow humans or the fact that I have not yet figured out how to join the efforts to respond to Ebola or the fact that I'm a priest and I have yet to figure out a spiritual practice that I can make last longer than about six days in a row. And then there's the fact that I don't put in quite as much time and effort into the relationships that I have, that I know that they deserve. I fall short in a myriad of ways. I am aware that the workers in this story who began work at 5 o'clock had likely been waiting all day for someone to hire them. And sometimes I think we don't put the work in because no one invites us to it. Or we don't know that there's work to be done or we can't seem to find the opportunity we need to do the work, to follow the vocational calling, to help the person who needs help, or to contribute to the efforts all around us. Luckily, blessedly, the landowner does not pay based on success rates, time cards, efforts, or merits but on grace. And this is where the light overcomes the shadows in today's parable. No matter how successful we have or have not been in our attempts to get into the vineyard, we will be found and pulled into whatever it is that God is up to in this world, sometimes in the most unexpected of ways. And at the end of the day, we will receive what we need to be sustained. 
God promised long ago that we would be sustained. And when Moses led the people out of slavery and into the wilderness and they cried out in hunger, God provided. A flaky, edible substance covered the ground and the Israelites noticed it and asked, what is it? It was bread from heaven, provided for all. So they called the bread manna, which means, in Hebrew, what is it? God promised to accompany us, and when the people cried out for guidance and grace, God sent Jesus. And the people asked, what is it? It is the incarnation. It is the Messiah, the God who accompanies us. The God sent to sustain us, manna. And this manna, Emmanuel, told the parable of the landowner who promised to pay the usual daily wage, the amount needed to support life for a day. The landowner promised each worker a payment that was right. In human terms, that means one thing. In divine terms, It means something else. It means sustenance. It was and is right that all be sustained no matter who they are and no matter what time they arrive. And in our limited human understanding, we ask, what is this? And the answer is manna. The answer is grace. The answer is the kingdom of God where truth is illuminated for us, and where that truth eliminates the anxieties of human ways and pushes us, pulls us, invites us, and compels us into the ways of the kingdom, into the ways of God. I don't know in any given moment if I am a 12-hour laborer or a one-hour laborer. But I do know that God will meet me and sustain me and every other member of creation with God's grace at the end of the day. And I know that because we have experienced the shadows of the vineyard as day laborers, we can see the brilliance of the light that awaits us. And this light, what is it? It is manna. It is what sustains us. It is grace. And it is for us. For all of us. In the name of Christ.